0: Thank you for downloading this episode of The MacReport Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our subscribers over at themacreport.com. Their support allows us to bring you our coverage of Merrimack Athletics. If you are a subscriber, I thank you. And if you're interested in becoming a subscriber and gaining access to all of our coverage, head on over to themacreport.com today and sign up. If you don't want to subscribe but still want to support us, please rate and review our podcast over on Apple Podcasts. Once again, thank you to our subscribers for making our coverage possible. And now on to this week's episode. Here with the head coach of the Merrimack men's basketball team, Joe Gallo, coach, how are you? How are your holidays?
1: Uh, holidays were short, but um, they're great. We had a we played Maine on the 21st, um, and then we had 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th off, and we were right back at it, um, on the 26th with conference play starting on the 29th. So Got home to New Jersey and saw some uh, family, went to my sister's, um, you know, brought our two young boys. She has I have two young nieces. So it was cool to get the whole crew together for a couple of days. Nice.
0: Yeah, I know some teams kind of take a longer break. You guys didn't take a very long break, but I would imagine, I mean, you probably want to keep playing. Right. Like, the long break would be nice, but at the same time, it kind of do you kind of feel like you're in the first game of the season again when you come back? If you have those two or three weeks off.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I think I actually. um in division two, it was a mandatory seven day break for the holidays. I actually thought that was perfect. As long as yeah. everybody has to do it. Um, and you give yourself a couple of days to get back in shape, but um, anything longer than that, I think is too long. And, you know, when you only give two, three days, you know, you some of our guys, you spend half of each day traveling. So, um, you know, I think somewhere in that five to seven days is, is perfect. Gives everyone a, it's kind of at the midpoint before conference play starts and you get away from each other for a little bit and then everybody comes back excited, ready to go.
0: Well, let's talk about the start of conference play here for a minute. I mean, you guys just started up four games, well, three games in, but four games in the league standings in, uh, right atop the standings in with Wagner. What have been your impressions since, since the, the calendar has flipped into conference play? Because it looks like in certain areas anyway, you guys have kicked it into a new gear since, since conference play started.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the tough things with, with us and a, and a lot of teams at our level is, um, you know, some of your non-conference games are, are really tough. You know, you're playing some games, you know, to t- generate some revenue and, you know, you go out, you play Rutgers, you play Virginia tech, you play Gonzaga, you play Indiana. Um, the biggest task is, is to, to make sure your guys, you know, don't lose any of their pop or any of their confidence just because of some of the teams you're playing. So, you know, we're always promoting, you know, conference is what counts and, you know, use non-conference just to get better. But, you know, I, w- I was happy, you know, thank God Mikey Watkins makes that three against Maine and, and everyone goes home for Christmas happy. If that ball goes, uh, you know, a half an inch to the left, you know, things could be a little bit different right now as far as our psyche. But, you know, we, we grinded one out out Maine right before we went home for the break and came back and had some great practices. And, you know, guys are playing well. We're, we're actually shooting the ball. Um, You know, our, our non-conference offensive numbers were, pretty poor Um, and that's flipped a bit here. And and to be honest, it was, it was bound to come. Um, You know, we got some really talented guys. We got some guys capable of making shots. You know, I think some of the length um, at the rim bothered us in the non-conference you know, now in in league guys like Ziggy and and Jordan minor, and even our guards Malik and Mikey Watkins, they're getting a lot of stuff in the paint um, that we weren't able to get as much of in non-conference and that's opening things up for our shooters as well.
0: Is that one of the biggest things? I mean, when you match up against a team, especially like those big four that you just mentioned, but it seemed like in all those games, size was the biggest thing, right? I mean, is that kind of the biggest difference? I mean, there's, there might be a couple of things, but size seemed like to be the consistent differentiating factor in a lot of those games.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's, it's really size everywhere. You know, obviously at the the forward position with the six, nine and six ten at the rim, but everybody's big. So the court just, you know, some of these teams you're playing, they just take up so much space with six, five wings. And it feels like there's, there's nowhere to go at times. And, you know, I think our, our shooting numbers from the three are a reflection of probably some of the threes we were able to get or not able to get, you know, I think when you have that size at the rim in the non-conference, you could say, all right, let's run them off the three, let's make it tough for them to get threes, which challenges, the threes we're taking uh, and then it's really hard to score the pain against some of those teams. So, you know, thank God we, we defend the way we do because we are able to kind of hold court in a lot of games, non-conference. And, you know, now if we could ever put those two things together, the way we've defended in the non-conference and the way we're playing offense now, we could, we could be pretty scary when it all comes together, but I I think we're not even close to where we need to get. Um, we continue to practice hard. We're not a team that just takes our foot off the gas because game started. You know, we had a, we don't go very long, but we went about hour fifteen, hour twenty today, and, and we went hard. It's it's not like um, we're we're pulling back just because we feel like we've made it because we're four and zero.
0: When you when you match up against some of those teams that you talked about, where obviously, so there's you know there's benefits to those. You can you can get paid for some of those games. That's one benefit, but does it help? I would think it would. I mean, you partner you might not go up against Gonzaga a lot in recruiting, right? But. Right all these guys want to play in those games. They all want to play in those buildings. They all want to play against those teams. So does it help when you're looking at a kid who might not be getting looked at at those types of schools, but you can say, Hey, you know what? Next year we're playing X, Y, and Z. And in the year after we're going to try to get this one on our schedule, like, cause at the end of the day, yeah, those games are tough to win. Your winning percentage might not be very high in those games, but all these guys want to play in those games. Right.
1: And it's a great experience. And, and, um, you know we we try to like we played we have a bunch of our jersey guys so that's why we scheduled that ruckers game and you know we even talk about that in recruiting if we have a kid from a certain area at some point in their career we're going to try and get out to that area you know if that team is willing to play us so yeah i think it's huge i think uh we've recruited pretty competitive guys and and competitors want to play against the best so you know you, I, don't, I don't want to go out and play 10 11 of those games but i think yeah. You know, playing three to four of those a year, um, I think it's great for everybody. It's great for our program. It's great for exposure. You know, all of a sudden it's um, you know, we're down six at the half in Indiana, and there's tweets about us from people that would never even know who we were ten minutes before the game. So I think it's it's a, a really cool thing for the program and the school to go out and compete against some of these teams we're playing. Did
0: did some of those phone calls get easier with the success you've had the first two years? I mean, whether it was you know, getting a win. I mean, getting a win at Northwestern, but just having the success of having the the, the stories out there of, of finishing first in the league in the first year and things like that. Is it? Do, do you, when you make those phone calls, do people maybe going from going, oh, who are you again? To oh, oh yeah, no, no, I, I know who you are. I heard of you at least.
1: Yeah, much more people have either heard or they can, you know, with one Google search, at least you could you could find out some things pretty quickly about us. So, um, yeah, we've been able to at least get in the door a little faster with a a higher profile recruit. Um, But at the end of the day, I I think, you know, you still got to, you got to pick right. And, you know, we've had plenty of guys on this roster that had zero other scholarship offers. And then there's some guys that have seven or eight others. And that doesn't always necessarily mean they're going to be the better player in college. So we're going to, know continue to recruit to you know our style our system and most importantly guys that fit at merrimack and can be good people on this campus and fit in with the rest of the campus you talked a little bit about the shooting during the non-conference games was that a
0: concern going in to the the league schedule or was it something you guys had to
1: yeah was it focus at, at or was it just one of those started, things where like
0: law of averages it's going to come around at some point right yeah.
1: Yeah. And well, the other thing is these guys work their, their butts off and they're in there every day with our assistant coaches. And you see these guys with your own eyes making shots every day, um, you know, kind of it's the old water, the bamboo. You keep watering it at some point, it, it grows. And when it starts to grow, it really grows. I think that's the groove we've hit recently. Um, offensively, these guys continue to put the time in, um, continue to work, continue to watch film. And you know now they're they're kind of benefiting from the work that they put in
0: were you guys at health wise i mean i know i was at the game a couple of weeks ago uh, against um st francis the one that was right in between christmas and new year uh i know you had a couple of guys that were out but health wise kind of going into to this weekend against st francis at home uh, and then mount st mary's coming up on monday w- what are you guys sitting at from a
1: health perspective um i'm gonna give the the uh I'm going to give the Bella check. Our whole roster is questionable.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs>
1: no, no. We're good. To be honest, we're, we are, we are good to go. Um, obviously, Dev Jensen, poor kid, you know, fifth year senior, you know, hurt his foot. He's, he's doing some rehab now and um, he's hoping to get back on the court at, at some point here. Um, but outside of that, we're, we're healthy. We've been pretty fortunate.
0: Uh, you know, it was kind of funny at that St. Francis game too. It stuck out where before the game and, and I've, you know, obviously, you you know him well, but watching his interaction with guys before the game, with your assistant coaches and with some of the players, and just watching how he was on the bench during the course of that game, you know, I don't know if he has an interest in coaching in the future, but like he had this presence, like when you're watching, you're like, man, that guy's going to be a coach one day, like he just had this certain presence about him. Is that something
1: you've talked to him about? Is that something he wants to do? You know what? I, I don't really think he does. Really? really? I think he likes money too much, so I don't think he. <laughs> um, but it, it's funny. I said to the you know when everyone thinks of Dev, they probably think about his shooting, and um, we're missing a little bit more than that with with him right now. He's kind of like our vocal leader defensively. Mm-hmm. And like I'm I'm wondering why has the gym been so quiet these last you know couple weeks without him in, and and the big reason is because of him not being in. He's our you know, he anchors that backline defensively. He's always telling other guys what to do and just kind of, sometimes it's just noise, but it's noise that gets everybody else going. So we need some, you know, obviously guys have picked up the slack on on the shooting, but we need some guys to, to start to use their voice more and bring some, some of that energy and, and toughness that Dev brought to our team. Uh
0: One of the guys that obviously is getting a lot of attention now because of his, his numbers is Jordan Miner. Uh, I, I feel like you know, and rightfully so when Javaris Hayes was here, he received a lot of attention from local yeah. media and, and things of that nature. Uh Jordan's probably, I, I don't know if he's, if he's not getting what he deserves, you know, but in terms of the, the, in terms of his contributions, in terms of how important he is to your roster, I mean, it's yeah, huge. He, it, 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 he, I would have to think he makes as big of an, in a different position, but kind of makes as big of an impact as Javaris did.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And he, um, you know, it's, and it's both, which it was with obviously Javaris as well. It's, it's both ends of the court. Like he's um, I don't know the exact numbers, but I, I read a little stat that whatever he averages for blocks and, and steals right now, there's no one else in the country that has those two numbers right now. And there's no one that ever has since like the nineties. Um, well, he, he had eight had,
0: blocks in the night, right? I think it was. He had
1: eight, he had eight blocks you know, I'm going back and watching. We got six of those eight, two of them went out of bounds and then he took two charges. So, you know, you're talking about a 60 possession game, he single-handedly ended, you know, eight possessions by himself with either a charge or a block shot. So, you know, his contribution, his contribution has been great. Um, You know, now it's, it's one thing with Javaris is he kind of, it wasn't only the basketball, he he took on the whole kind of, um, you know, consistency of of how he approached every day. And um, you knew what you were getting every single day with Javaris. And that's where, where Jordan's grown the most, you know, he's, He's becoming, it's not only that the basketball numbers, it's, you know, he had a great practice today. His attitude's been great. He brings energy on a daily basis. So uh, even that can continue to improve, which he knows. But um, as that keeps growing, his game will just continue to grow and and our team will continue to win a lot of games.
0: As much as he's been the leading scorer, too, the, the offense has been really spread out. That's one thing that's been, I think, really noticeable since the beginning of conference play too uh if if jordan's not having the big night offensively you know ziggy reed's putting in 20 or mccoy's hitting big threes down the stretch i mean it, it seems to be so mikey Watkins has 17 points like it seems to be someone different almost every night that leads the way it's, it's at least these last
1: three yeah, four or five I mean, games for sure and it's been like that you know for a long time here even that that two years ago team i think it was like five guys averaged eight or more and we're in that similar mold and what we've done a much better job in conferences we haven't taken a whole lot of bad shots right so if there's a game where jordan minor only has six points it's it's probably a reason it's because of how much people are kind of just crowding the paint um and he's starting to not force as much he's just jump stopping and finding guys out on the perimeter and um You know, same with Mikey, same with Malik, right? There's games where they can live in the paint and there's games people really try and take that away. And, you know, what we've done is we stopped taking those, you know, we call them tough twos where you get in the paint and you try and shoot over six or seven arms. As soon as we see that second body, uh, we've done a great job of being unselfish and moving the ball and, you know, finding the best shot for our team.
0: Malik's been another guy that's kind of come into his own this year, especially recently.
1: Where have been the biggest areas of growth that you've seen in his game from last year to this year? Uh, two, two fold one defensively, you know, with, with the zone we play, I actually felt bad for him last year. We didn't have a summer, uh, because of COVID. We really didn't have a preseason. It was just a lot of individual work. So he was really behind on the defensive end. Um, you could roll the ball out and throw him in any game across the world and he can go get 10 points, um, just how he's wired. Um, but it's the defensive end where he's really come along and he's, he's now, Um, you know, which he's going to have to be, especially long-term for him, uh, he's going to have to be a point guard and he's really, um, kind of cut down on a little bit of some of the shots he's taken and he's getting some of these other guys wide open shots. I mean, a lot of the reason, you know, Mikey's now getting threes, uh, Ziggy's shooting better from three McCoy's shooting better from three. A lot of the reason is because, uh, Malik puts so much pressure on the paint, um, and now instead of kind of forcing things he's he's spraying the ball out and getting guys wide open shots so he's grown defensively um, and he's just become really really unselfish and helping his teammates find shots. Uh-
0: in, in kind of
1: a similar role how
0: important has Mikey Watkins been as well kind of being that facilitator uh, yeah. you know I remember getting nervous that that Lehigh game at Lawler where it looked like he got hurt early and I think the way it happened I was I had my son with me and I goes oh man that doesn't look good and then a couple minutes later he's back in the game and you know it just it seems like he's it all kind of starts with him right he's bringing the ball yeah. to the floor and it all kind of starts there
1: yep Mike's been great and he plays a ton of minutes you know we've been fortunate with Malik's growth that we've been able to get Mike a little bit more rest here and there but He's he's similar like we talked about Jordan Miner. He's the teeth of you know Miner's kind of the back line both offensively and defensively, and, and everything starts on both ends with with Mike. And you know he's forever um, he's the opposite of Malik when he came in. His defense was way ahead of his offense. We could rely on Mikey you know from the second week of his freshman year to go out there and get stops for us. So you know he's kind of our quarterback on on both ends. Um, and I think with. Malik's growth it's really helped. If you look, Mike, he didn't shoot the ball from three great last year, and he did the year before playing alongside of Javaris. Now, with Malik taking some of those point guard reps, um, we've been able to get Mike off the ball a bit and get him some of those open catch and shoot threes, which he can really do.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that's something I remember, you know, even Devin getting a lot of too when Javaris was here because he kind of commanded so much attention all of a sudden he's wide open in the corner for (laughs) for a three. Uh, Having that guy that can kind of take some of that, relieve some of that pressure, I would imagine opens up a lot of other guys for the opportunities to shoot threes from the outside.
1: Yeah, it's been great. And then it's hard to press us. It's hard to kind of turn us over as much when we're playing those two point guards together. So it's, it's been a a lineup that's been really good for us.
0: What what are some of the focuses as you kind of, I mean, you're into the the league schedule now, uh, but still have quite a bit of ways to go. If, If you were kind of we're going to evaluate yourselves right now. Where are some of the things, at least in the last, let's say two weeks where you think you've done really, really well. uh, And what are some things that you're looking to improve on over the next week or two?
1: Yeah, I think we got to, um, you know, continue to, to share the ball, continue to take good shots. And the more good shots you take, the more they, they go in. Um, So, you know, keep continuing to grow on the offensive end. And then I think we got to, you know, we kind of went back to day one defensively today. It's like, um, I told them, you know, you're not just good at defense just because we've been good at defense in the past. We got to, you know, that's, I don't care how many shots we're making and what our offense looks like right now. We've always hung our hat on how we defend and, you know, even, but in those wins, you know, LIU, as good as we shot the ball, we did still hold them to 30 points in the first half and we defended really well in the first half against St. Francis, Brooklyn. And that's kind of how we established our leads. But I feel like, um, we took our foot off the gas a little bit on the defensive end. So we, we are going back to day one on our defense and, you know, hopefully you'll see a, a, a team that's uh, determined to get stops over these next two games. It's kind of the nature of the way the league schedule works out, but you're
0: on a little bit of a run of home games here. I, I think it's four home games in a row. And then I think it's four road games in a row after that. And then it's kind of some back and forth to close out the year, but would you prefer to have them stacked up like this or do or- would you like to have it kind of split? I mean, I know it's hard with the league schedule all the time with the travel and stuff like that to, to kind of go, you know, alternate home and away, but four
1: and four, you don't see that very often either. You don't see it very often. I think actually we're one of the few that actually has to do it um, for whatever reason, but I don't know. I've always been a believer that you you play everyone twice. At some point, you're going to play them home. At some point, you're going to play them away. So sometimes as coaches, it just makes us feel good to kind of look at it and and talk about how terrible it is. But the reality is you're playing every team twice and one's going to be home, one's going to be on the road. You just got to, you know, I I don't even know, to be honest with you, who we play after these two games. So I I try and be super tunnel vision on, on who we're playing next. Last thing I have, I mean,
0: it's the time of year where it's, it's maybe a little bit of a different schedule than usual for you guys with guys aren't in classes. I don't know when classes start again, probably next week or so, but yeah, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Okay. Uh, but at least, you know, for the last three or four weeks and, and this week included, uh, you kind of have a different schedule guys. Are, there's no classes to take unless they're taking, you know, winter classes. So you're, you're, you're more of like a professional basketball player for, for about a month. Uh, yeah. Does that, Make it easier to maybe work on some things because the guys have more time, or do you think? Obviously, I'm sure they enjoy this time where you're probably practicing. You know, I know we talked earlier in the morning as opposed to maybe later on in the day or something like that, but uh, it, it, does this time in between classes allow you guys to accomplish anything practice wise? Where you, you have maybe some more time than, than you would otherwise, or at least guys have more free time?
1: You know what? They have more free time, but we don't, we try and not waste a lot of their time. So we actually have the same practice block um you know that 11 o'clock block during uh when we have class and we also have that block during break we try and keep it consistent so it's not a a shock to them one way or the other um yeah there's probably some more free time at night to come back over and, and get some shots up and stuff but um i'm also amazed if you really look at it college kids don't go to class that much they go to they got they have one or two classes a day it's it's uh you look at some of these guys schedules and you forget it's uh you know they got two to three hours of class a day, and uh, if they manage their time right, um, they have plenty of time to do everything they need to do. Well, especially let me, if
0: guys are on campus in the summer and stuff. I know some guys are taking summer class and stuff like that. Yeah, no, yep. It's like
1: you can... there's online classes. there's yeah. plenty of time to do what you need to do. But yeah, we don't. You know, we're not a we're not a double session crew only because you have no class. We try and just keep it consistent, like we would if there was class. All right, coach. Well, I know you got a couple games coming up.
0: Uh, this weekend at home, Saint Francis on Saturday at three. Mount Saint Mary's not on the weekend, but Monday uh, at three is yeah. a well, holiday as, as well. So Monday at three, Saturday at three. Uh, best of luck this weekend, and and we'll do this again in maybe a couple of weeks, about a month or so.
1: Yeah, you let me know. I'm here.